Hey everyone, welcome back to Addicted to the Climb. I want to let you in on exciting news right now that the mastermind is open for applications. I'm so excited because this faith-fueled community is so inspiring, so empowering. When you bring ambitious women together who want to deepen their faith, activate their gifts inside them, know who they are, and watch them fly with wings like eagles, this is the space for you. This mastermind is all about breakthroughs, empowering you in your God-giving gifts, and just activating a deeper faith together as a community. So make sure you get in your application to see if this is a good fit for you as we step into the next session, which is starting in April. Don't miss your opportunity. I'm telling you, when women come together, things happen magical things happen and breakthrough happens when you come together. I believe it wholeheartedly. My life changed the f- from when I first entered my first mastermind. My eyes were open to just new possibility in a deeper faith. And that's where it all starts when we lock arms and do it together. I hope to see your application soon so you don't miss your opportunity. And- All you have to do is hit the link in the show notes and apply now. Press pause. Do it now. Don't wait. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Addicted to the Climb. I am your host, Kelly Tyen. As a faith-fueled health and transformation coach, author, and breast cancer survivor, my mission is to provide you with the wisdom, the tools, and all the success tips that I've learned along my own journey in health, fitness, faith, and personal development. Plus, you'll hear some incredible and inspiring conversations that will motivate you and empower you to keep on climbing no matter what you're going through. Let's buckle up to start a brand new climb together and start showing up differently as we work our way to the top. Right now, this is your time to take in all the positivity and all the blessings that God has for you. So let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Addicted to the Climb. I pray you're all in good spirits right now as you begin another new week with God and your climb. Life is a climb, right? We know that. But today's guest is going to really talk about her climb in a new way because you're not going to believe the woman that I'm bringing on today in her story. I am beyond excited to introduce you to my friend, Kimberly Joy. Welcome to the show, Kim. Thank you for having me, Kelly. I love, love, love any time with you. So this oh is my a total God. joy. Same. It's like <laughs> girl time, but show time at the same time. <laughs> I didn't know I was such a rapper, you know, right? (laughs) Well, let's let me give you guys all an intro of who this fantastic, fabulous, magnificent woman is. She is a woman that wants to be everything God made her to be and wants that for other women at the same time. She started the Fellowship of Extraordinary Women called Few 
That's her organization that she started, and she's going to tell you all about that in a minute. But Kim is also an international speaker, a master coach, a podcaster, and seven-time, yes, seven-time, number one best-selling authors on Amazon. But her highest call is warring for her 11 remarkable children. That is mind-blowing to me. And I cannot wait to talk all about that. We could talk about that for an hour because I'm so interested in that side of you being this mother of 11 children. But thank you so much for all you do for women, for just people that come into contact with you. You're a bright light. And I'm so grateful to have you on my show today. Thank you, Kelly. Well, I feel the same way. You are such a bright light, always encouraging and lifting up and isn't the world just in such need of that? Yes. So much need for that. Yes. So, okay. Where do you, I know where I want to start, but okay. where does Kim want to start today? You start. Let's, I don't know. You. you how about if I ask you this? Let's start with what is new and good for you right now in this moment? Oh, well, I became a nanny again uh, Wednesday night. I had my seventh grandbaby. I didn't have her. My daughter-in-law had her, but <laughs> I held her in my arms last night and my son, Jake, and his wife, Abby, welcomed their first child. Um, and it just oh, so much joy just to hold your baby's baby and um, to see your son and his wife, who they are such a team. They're in so much unity and they're just of such one accord. And I said to them last night, I said, holding baby Sophia in my arms is like holding the evidence of your unity, not just your union, Love your that. unity of mind and heart. And even every part of the birthing process reflected their unity. And mm. there's just something so glorious about that. So um, yeah, my grandbabies call me Nani. So I became a seven time best-selling nanny. Listen. <laughs> Seven times best-selling nanny. I love this. And yeah. I mean, you guys, if, if you're watching this on video or uh, if you're not watching it on video, please make sure you watch this on video on YouTube <laughs> because she doesn't look like a nanny at all. <laughs> it's like, I mean, this is the new 30. I'm going to say. Oh, I'll take go, that. Yes. Yeah. I'll you take just that. are amazing in every single way. And, you know, I know what it's like. We have to put the time in and work on ourselves. Let's yeah. talk about that for a minute because you've yeah. had 11 children. Yeah. And that's no joke. And it's not an easy thing for women to do mentally, yeah. physically, emotionally. But I want to talk quickly. I want to touch upon you look amazing, Kim. Thank you. Really do. Thank you. And Thank you. You know, as women getting older, we can tend to slip down that slippery little slope mm -hmm. of saying, well, I'm too old. Forget it. I'm not. Yeah, it's, it's tempting, isn't it? It is. Yeah. But mm -hmm. tell me about your health and how do you take care of yourself and have 34 people in your family to also take care <laughs> of? And how do you look like this? Tell us the secret sauce. Oh, well, you know, I, I will tell people what made me decide to take better care of myself. And, and I heard a, a, a talk once, this isn't my why, but just kind of a side note. I heard this woman who used to be in media and she started doing these talks for public speakers and authors. And one of her talks was about how the outside wrapper needs to match what's inside the package. 
And I think if we just, you know, we, especially as women of faith, we can get caught up in vanity and we can guilt ourselves and we can shame ourselves and should all over ourselves, right. About what we should and shouldn't be doing as Christian women. But if we just boiled it down to does your outside wrapper match what's on the inside of the package. And in other words, if you know that, excuse me, you have the gospel in you, you have good news to bring to any conversation because of the Lord, you have the truth in you, you have a call, a destiny, you're chosen, you're a daughter of God, you're a co-heir, a joint heir with Christ, then you have something incredible inside the package. How are you wrapping and presenting that to the world? And so that's some, those are just some words that I live by. And I found at a very young age that how I dress and present myself affects my mindset. I actually learned that a, a really potent lesson when I was 18 and I worked in an office and we didn't have any clients come in. It was all just um, administrative stuff. So we dressed like slobs. We would come in our sweats, no makeup, mm. throw our hair in a ponytail, throw on our scuzzy tennis shoes. And one day the business owner who also dressed sort of like that said, mm. I'm going to give us all a talking to and include myself. <laughs> she said this. she said, we, we might not see clients in here and our customers might never look at us, but how we are presenting ourselves in this office is a reflection of my business. Mm. And so she said, I take responsibility as the owner. I set the stage. I set the bar pretty low. She said, I'm raising the bar. And she said, I'm raising it for me and I'm raising it for all of you. Okay. So I'm 18 years old, my first office job, my first pivotal role in a small business. And I was hiring people at 18. I was hiring people and staff. And when I would have them come in for interviews, I looked nicer, but I was having phone conversations with them basically in my pajamas in a public place. Okay. And so when she raised the bar and we started dressing for the job, I could not believe my productivity. I could not believe my attitude. I, I experienced firsthand. It wasn't a lecture. It wasn't a, a leadership seminar. I literally lived it. I dressed one way and got this much done, dressed another way, suddenly got more done. It was crazy, Kelly. Crazy. I am freaking out about this because I had the same thing happen to me in a different way. You know, when Zooms were going on and you're just not dressing, I remember literally living in a slumber. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't feel pretty. I just didn't feel good about myself. It was pouring out of my pores, how I was taking care of myself because yes. I it was just being at home. And, you know, ladies, if right now, I know these women that are lit, they really can relate. Everybody can relate to this. When you put on a little lipstick, and we're not saying this is about vanity. It's really not. I'm telling you, but it's about how you feel. It's what makes them feel good. And, and maybe is. lipstick isn't it. Maybe they feel fantastic no. with mascara, right? Exactly. Or exactly. Yes. And that's fine too. But I'm telling you, when you get even dressed for yourself, something just inside you makes you feel better. It just yes. does. Even, you know, yes. when you blow dry your hair and, and do, do something, it builds confidence. It and really does. For a little bit more I love that you brought that up. And I love that that happens in your life because so many times we get stuck and we don't really know why. Yep. And sometimes we just got to tweak one thing yep. and it makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. So I fast forward to when I was a single mom of my 11 children oh. years later. Mm-hmm. 
I'm now in my late 30s and I start a cleaning business to provide for my family. And my business experience was with small family owned business. So I considered that my business, I was expanding my business, getting new clients, whatever. I would put on jewelry, put on makeup. I wasn't dressed for the, for a prom, but I looked nice. Okay. And I remember going into this one client's home. She was a doctor's wife and she would be in her workout clothes because she just finished a workout. So how do you look after workout? Sweaty, kind of stinky, right? And then I walk in her cleaning lady in my t-shirt, like a nice shirt, jeans and jewelry and makeup. And she would be like visibly irritated with me. And she would say, why do you look so nice? And she'd be irritated. And I just, I just smiled. Like I didn't really know what to say. And then one day she said to me, seriously, why do you dress like that to come and clean my toilets? And she wasn't trying to put me down. She just, it was triggering her insecurities and she didn't understand it. And all of a sudden that like my why kicked in. And I I said something to her that I never had thought. I just was getting up and getting ready for work. It wasn't that intentional, but I had learned that lesson at 18 that you show up how you fix yourself up, right? So I said to her, I said, I know that I'm here to clean your house, scrub your floors and clean your toilet, but I'm a business owner. I said, my cleaning business is my business and I'm a business owner and I'm not showing up in your home as a cleaning lady. I'm showing up as a business owner. And I said, yes, your toilet water is probably going to splash on this t-shirt. I said, but I'm going to present myself in the role that I want to play, which is business owner providing for my large family. And she went like this and she goes, okay. And she never said another word about how I looked when I walked into her house because she got it. She understood. Mm -hmm. So what I want to say to the women listening is whether you're a stay-at-home mom Mm -hmm. and uh, an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. or you work in corporate or you work for a small business or what, I don't care if you work at at 7-Eleven, okay? Dress like you are showing up for the role and the job that you want to play. Okay. If you want to be a leader in your role, dress like a leader. If Mm -hmm. you want to hire employees, eventually dress like you already have employees, you know, Mm -hmm. and show up in the way that you see your future, not your past, not even your present. Right. Right. Oh, so good, Kim. So good. I mean, that's wisdom right there. It is because that's, that's exactly what we need to do. Not when it happens, do it now. Yes. It's all about doing things now, the way you visualize yourself. Don't wait and wait, act the part, play, you know, get ready, be the one that you are aspiring to be already. Yes, and exactly. You will make things happen. It's so amazing. And plus we have a Lord God that is on our side. And so anyway, that is a beautiful, I love everything that you've said so far. And I mean, we haven't even gotten into any of it yet. I want (laughs) to jump in. I do, because I know we don't have all the time in the world, but a lot of moms listening, a lot, a lot of women, there are men as well, of course, but being a woman that has 11 children, owning a business being a podcaster, a speaker, all the things. Let me ask you this. How do you manage it all without getting to a place of total burnout? Yeah. And how do you keep your sanity, really? Like day to day. I know 
being an entrepreneur and having all the roles that we do and being a content creator and for me and podcaster, it does get overwhelming. So I want to know how you manage it all because I have a lot of network marketers on here too. Yeah. You know, business owners, but give us some tips on staying calm in the chaos. (laughs) Well, my journey to stay calm was really a journey of personal development. So I would just say to you, no matter how many hats you wear and roles you play, please keep investing in your own personal development. So good. All those things you're doing, you're going to just do better and better as you grow, you heal, you get better skills in your, in your toolbox for you. Um, But you know, Kelly, yes, I have a lot on my plate. And I, I just said to my friend, I ran into an old high school friend the other day and and uh, I said, oh, yeah, when I leave here, I have a meeting. And it was like seven at night. And she goes, oh, <laughs> and I said, you know me, I think I was born for a full and big plate, you know? Okay, so part of that is, what were you born for? And what are you wired for? Someone else with my life would be crushed under it or miserable with it or or not find fulfillment in it. So it's, it is not a one size fits all. So I, when I talk about my life, I want women to not hear, you should not be doing what I'm doing. You should be listening to how I figured out what I need to be doing. Mm. Okay. Because we're, nobody was born to be cookie cutter. With that said, you know, as, as my business talks about faith, family business, we are a network of leaders on all seven mountains of influence, but we have some passionate women about their faith, their families, and their business. All three of those things are ginormous priorities for probably I'm going to guess for a lot of your viewers and your listeners. Mm -hmm. So what do you do when you have, um, how do you prioritize? And we hear all these things about work-life balance. And I threw all that out a long time ago And I adopted a whole different mindset, which was there is no such thing as balance. And as a mother of 11, I promise you, some kids are getting more attention than others. Promise you. Not because I want to do it that way, but because some kids demand it. (laughs) Right? Mm -hmm. And so the same is true with our priorities in life. They're all like our children. And some of them are really quiet and in the background. And you don't even know that their shoes are too small for them for a long time. Cause they're not going to come and tell you. Right. I had a daughter who's like, Oh yeah, I grew out of those six months ago. I was like, Honey, you know, and I realized I got to ask that one a lot more questions. Cause she's not coming to me. Like the other ones that are tugging on me saying the wind is blowing the wrong way and I don't like it, you know, and, and she's back in the corner, like, it's okay, mom, you have enough on your plate, you know? And so our priorities are like that. Yes, Some they of our are. Priorities are real quiet in the background yes. and they're not going to tug on your shirt or your skirt and you have to assess them. Other priorities are going to be up in your grill. They're going to be in your inbox. They're going to be in your text messages, etc. So yeah. what's the magic formula for women? It's to prioritize your competing priorities. And the word competing is so key in that. Everything that's important in your life is competing for your attention. You decide who and what wins on any given day. And no, it shouldn't look the same every day. Yesterday, guess what won? I got to go to the hospital and meet my new granddaughter. I cleared the deck for half the day. Mm-hmm. And that was gonna, that's going to win hands down every time, right? Yes. But I decided what wins. And that's where I want your 
listeners and viewers to know that you have all the power to decide what wins when you, all those things are competing for your time and attention. Oh, so good. The hard part is being really intentional and strategic and then having those boundaries with yourself. Yes. Um, so the flip side of where am I going to give the best of me who gets it on Monday is not the same people or places that are going to get it on Tuesday, nor should it be. There should be no, there's no cookie cutter recipe for every day. Yeah. But the flip side of that coin is what am I doing to keep my tank full so I can even work on these important priorities? Yes. And I think Kelly, I don't know if it's as I've gotten older Pardon this quick interruption. Okay, real quick. I want to make sure that you heard the great news that I started a YouTube channel. I'm super excited because I know so many people listen to their content in numerous ways, audio, video, they like to read. And I just decided why not bring you the video part now. So I'm recording these in my office. If you want to tune in to the video, I would so appreciate your support. Subscribe to my channel. I'll be dropping some different reels and shorts there and just adding value so you can keep developing in your faith. That's what it's all about. The more you consume goodness, the more goodness flows out of you. Thanks so much, guys. You know, as wonderful as life is and as blessed as I am with 11 children and seven grandchildren, um, two daughters-in-law, a son-in-law, like the family just keeps growing, you know, and, and it's, it is like 35 people now at Christmas crazy. <laughs> I wasn't <And> joking. <laughs> yeah, she wasn't, she wasn't exaggerating and it's awesome. And I love it, but, um, some hard things have happened in my journey. Mm. I've had some very, very, very hard things. I am not one of those people that had a dream and my fairy tale came true, you know, mm. um, I am not with my children's father. He's an, an alcoholic. He has no involvement in their life. I am mother and father to my children. I'm nanny and grandpa to my children. Like I'm all the things. And, um, and there's just been, our family's been through a lot of ups and downs. We're all still healing from some of that stuff that went on when my first half of my kids were little. Okay. So with that said, with this reality of life is hard, wear a helmet. Okay. I've been wearing a helmet, but sometimes you got to take the helmet off and get off the bike and just heal. Exactly. Sometimes you're just straight up tired. You know, I often say that we have three, I call them our natural, most valuable resources that we use every day, our time, our energy, and our money. And everyone I've met so far does not have an unlimited supply of any of those. Mm. So if you have a limited supply of time, which we all know we do 24 hours energy, you all know when you've been done with the day by noon, because something took all your energy before lunchtime. Right. Right. And then the money piece, and we can be giving that where it's not, you know, being well spent or whatever. And so I look at that and I go, what do I need to do for me to make better decisions with my time, my energy, and my money? So am I exhausted because of my own decisions or am I just exhausted because I'm living a really fulfilled life mm. and I'm operating in my purpose? Mm. Um, am I exhausted because I'm, I'm not choosing my clients well? What does that mean? I get to pick who I work with. Mm -hmm. And I get to pick who I pour into. Mm -hmm. I, I worked in network marketing business for a season and I had some really tough people on my team that I recruited. 
And my coach said to me, Kimberly, this is your business. You get to pick who you work with. And I was like, that's right. Thank you. I forgot. <laughs> I don't have to give all my time where I don't want to give my time. Right. I don't have to. Right. We, as women, I think yeah. we have to set each other free and say that guilt and obligation does not serve you. It doesn't serve your client base. It doesn't serve your mission, your destiny. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm intentional about, I, I literally inventory where my energy is going. Who's in my DMs a lot? Mm-hmm. Who's in my email, my inbox a lot? Is it part of the thing? It's necessary? Mm-hmm. Or are they trying to get more from me than I'm willing to give? Like I ask these questions all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, and then I assess, okay, Kim, are you getting enough rest? Are you taking your one day where you unplug? Yeah. Are you taking your one day where you unplug? And I've been very much more intentional about that in the last I would probably say like year and a half where I'm saying there's going to be a day where I don't answer an email. I don't answer a business text. I'm not on my computer and I'm either just doing a whole lot of nothing or I'm doing something fun for me or I'm spending time with my family so that when I come back to my purpose on Monday morning, or if I take Saturday's my day and um, you know, whatever, whatever day I come back from my day off, I'm refreshed. Mm. I have fresh ideas. Mm-hmm. I have fresh energy for the things I want to do. I, I think it's, I'm never one to shame women, but I will be honest as a woman, I've always been my biggest obstacle to my physical, mental, and spiritual health. Mm-hmm. So I imagine the same might be true for some of you. <laughs> Me included. Well, we are our own worst enemy at times. And wow, you just said so many things that I was writing notes down (laughs) and I'm hearing though a lot. And I think, you know, as we get older, we definitely become wiser if we're, we hope, right. It's not by osmosis, but if we're doing the work, but if we're doing the work, like you said, right in the beginning, that development, that growth work. So the awareness part of who we are, what are we evolving into, but you're doing this Kimberly and it's so beautiful to see how when you put the work in with yourself, you find out what am I, am I setting boundaries, all the things, what am I prior, you know, what am I prioritizing? Yeah. A lot of times we go through life on the fast train, trying to catch up with everyone else, trying to chase down what everybody else is doing instead of actually, what do we really want? What is serving us? What's fueling me today? And then I love what you said about being intentional about that one day. I don't, I bet how many of you listeners actually take a day to do that? Like one whole day. I mean, that's hard for a lot of us. And I try to do that. My day is more on a Sunday towards the end of a Sunday. I kind of prep for my week. I like to see what I'm doing. I line things up, but we need to unplug for a, a period of time. Give yourself the grace. And that's what I'm hearing from you. You're very good at giving yourself grace and saying, things will get done. I'm going to get them done, but I have my priorities in order. I know what serves me now because I've done the work. I know what doesn't serve me. Like you said about, I get to choose my clients. That's a big deal. I think a lot of times we're chasing down people just to put money in the bank or, and they're not even the right people for us. Even the people in that circle Sometimes it's like, don't even get me started on that. <laughs> like boundaries of 
you you know, I remember for me, even in my thirties, just hanging around with people because that's who I hung around with. And it was just dead conversations. I didn't feel energized or empowered in any way, but I just held on to the, to certain groups of people. And when I look back, you know, I'm like, oh, I shake my head, but I finally knew enough to pull back, reach out, find new groups, because yeah. that's for all of us. If you feel stuck right now and you want people in your life that are going to inspire you in some way or cheer you on in a new way, you got to go out and seek out those people. They're not just going to all fall into your lap. So, so much you said was so good. And I love how you're just, you know, you're, you're doing it. Like you're leading as an example. Let's talk about your organization, Few, because it's so beautiful what you started. Why don't you give everyone a little bit of history of why did you start this organization? What is it all about and where are you going with it? Yeah. So I saw um, a, a similar model back in 2013 of what appeared to be a Christian network of women. They were authors, speakers, leaders, trainers. They were um, There were different trainings available to them and they would get together for these trainings or a conference and be telling their stories and books. And I walked away from my experience after that and being introduced to that concept. And I, I asked the question, like, why can't we have a network of women publish their stories, raise them up as leaders, mm -hmm. you know, help them fulfill their mission and their destiny? And the short answer was you can. And so I, the vision was birthed. Um, I think the thing that's different about few is everything we do and everything we teach and train has a biblical foundation. Mm -hmm. And so it's very much, it ends up truly training up women in the word of God while we're empowering them to fulfill that destiny in Christ and to know their identity in Christ. And Maybe they feel called to author, to speak, to lead. So we're giving them all of those tools, but we're doing it with a biblical foundation. And um, a lot of the women have really said they've, they've been discipled. They've been trained in God's word. Like they, God's word has come alive to them mm -hmm. in the context of how do they live their life as an extraordinary woman. Mm -hmm. leading on whatever mountains of influence they're called to lead in and doing that with a biblical worldview. So um, it's just been such a joy. It started out monthly meetings in um, 2014. We published, we took authors for our first book in 2015, published our first book um, in 20, yeah, 2015 is when it came out. And then in 2017, we had our leadership course, certified leadership. Uh, we wove in 2020, our coaches school, it's called the few Institute of trainers. We now certify coaches and trainers. And then in 20 last year in 2023, we offered the few Institute of certified speakers, and we are giving women everything they need to write three different keynote talks based on their passions and faith, family, and business. So they could come into a corporate setting, a church setting, or any setting and speak from their story, their heart, and their message. And um, they're giving their talk right at the course. We're helping them um, then how to share that on social media, use the world's biggest free stage to tell your story. We're empowering women to do that on social media. 
And um, gosh, the sky's the limit. Where are we headed? We are going to have chapters of few all over the world in the in this nation and other parts of the world. We're actually in talks with um, two different chapters in Africa and some places here in the U.S. And there's just a hunger. Women just want to live the extraordinary lives that Jesus died to give them. I personally don't think Jesus died to give us all that just for us to waste it. And if we're not intentional about finding out what, how to live it and living it, then we're wasting his unbelievable sacrifice because guys, he didn't just die so that we could go to heaven and be with him forever. He died to give us back in this life, what was stolen from us. He died to restore the garden of Eden before sin is his truest desire for us. And when that was stolen from us by the serpent and by Adam and Eve's choices, there was already a plan to give it back to us. And that plan was the cross. Mm -hmm. And I think one of my most, I guess you could say one of the drums I beat the most is I don't want Jesus's blood and broken body wasted on me or my family. Mm -hmm. And I hope that women catch that prayer and make that their prayer. Speaking mm -hmm. of prayers, right? Your one prayer. What if we all just prayed, Lord, don't let any of what you did for me be wasted on me. Uh, help so me fulfill it all. Help me do everything that you said in your word that you created good works for me to do before I was even conceived. Jesus, in your name, I'm going to do those good works with your help. And in your name, I believe that my life will be a series of the good works you wrote about me from before time even began. Amen. That's the life we can live in, in Christ. That is so beautiful. And if anybody gets anything out of this whole entire message, if you're a woman that feels stuck or you don't even know your purpose, because we hear that a lot, right, Kimberly? Yes. Like a lot of women, even 40s, 50s and beyond, still they're looking for purpose in what they are supposed to be doing. Yes. This could be a wake-up call just listening to this right now that, you know, getting into deep prayer and surrender and asking him the specific one prayer. I love what you just said. Help me fulfill your purpose in me. Yes. About revealing to you what he wants you to be doing. Sometimes we get so busy, right? In trying to do everything we think we should be doing and we're not taking that time with him. I think that's when everything changed for me. I was running a rat race out there and trying to just bring the money in and, and build my empire. And God had other plans. <laughs> I didn't know he had other plans because I was too busy doing my plan. And it's time for us to get a little bit more quiet as the world is getting so much busier. I think personally, we need to get less busier and get more quieter to find the answers that God wants to show us. Right. That how you found so much clarity. It, I mean, Kimberly is a woman who has so much clarity. She knows what she her purpose is, her, you know, she's in tune. Her, you're, you're aligned with your assignment from God. Right. Yes. Yes. But and I wasn't always. That's what I was going to say. I would right. love to touch on, you know, just share that with a woman right now who's just so frustrated and yeah. lost right now, saying, I don't even know what to do next. My yeah. life is ticking and I don't even know how to start. What yeah. would you say to her? Well, first of all, yeah. I want to say that in my younger years of following Christ, I thought that I had to pursue Christ 
and pursue my destiny. Like those were two separate things. Mm -hmm. And I have good news for you. Pursuing Christ is pursuing your destiny mm -hmm. because our destiny is wrapped up in him. And so as you seek him, you find your purpose. As you seek a relationship with him, he leads and guides you. His word says that he guides us with his watchful eye upon us. So mm -hmm. when we step onto his path, guess where that path leads? Your destiny. And so you might not know what's at the, you know, up the road a ways. You don't have to. I, I mean, look at Abraham for an example. I, I draw so much comfort from this. When he was told to leave his land and go to Canaan, this land he'd never been to, and this big old promise, right? Mm -hmm. The first thing God told him is this big, huge panoramic of his destiny. And it was, I'm going to make of you a great nation. In you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. So it was the big, broad destiny. Well, then you fast forward, that's Genesis 12. You go a couple chapters later. And all of a sudden, God is speaking to Abraham, this is going to happen to you one year from now. Mm -hmm. And so God starts out with all of us very broad. This, yeah. this is this, he'll say to you, you were made for glory. You were made for excellence. You have greatness in your DNA. You were made for purpose and you're a light and you're, and those are very general, broad things. And we're like, what does that mean? Well, Abraham had no idea what any of that meant. He, he was childless and he was being told crazy things but he stepped on the path. And as you fast forward in his story, God begins to hone in and say, Abraham, and this, this isn't, this is my version of the Bible. Okay. It's not in there, but it's like, God is saying, you've stayed the course with me. You're trusting me. You're building altars for me. You're worshiping me. I'm going to clue you in a little bit more now and a little bit more here and a little bit more there. And eventually you, you see God showing up having a meal with him and saying one year from now, Sarah's going to have a baby. Mm -hmm. He, he gets the exact word. This is the, how Abraham, are you listening? I'm going to make it. So your wife will conceive yeah. and he's going to be born one year from now. And all of a sudden you see that very general cool pie in the sky yes. prophecy become very specific. Yes. That's what we get when we say yes to our path with God. And that's exactly how he did it for me. Started out very general. I saw myself speaking, writing. People would say to me, you should be writing books. And I didn't even have anything good to say yet. And so you know it's your destiny when someone says you should write a book. And your next thought is, I don't even know what I'd write about. you know. And so I didn't even have a message in me yet. But people already saw it in me. And so I began to just take that back to God. Is that my call? And why, when I go to a Joyce Meyer conference or a, these big, why do I want to be on that stage? Am I full of pride? What is wrong with me, God? And eventually over time, he's like, because it's your call. You know, <laughs> You're, there's not a flaw in you. You have a desire for what I made you for. And that's another way we know. Yes. I had a friend who said, I've got to be the most carnal Christian in the world. I said, well, why do you say that? And she goes, because all I want to do is get in front of the room and make the women laugh and cry. And I said, well, how do you want to make them laugh and cry? She said, I want to tell them my story. I want to tell them Jesus stories. I want to point them to God. And I said, how does that make you carnal? And she thought because she would enjoy her call, it couldn't be from God, Kelly. Oh my gosh. Wow. She thought because it's, 
It sounded so fun. It had to be her flesh. That's what she said to me. See, see, see how we jeopardize ourselves again. We are our, our own worst enemies. Sometimes it's the self-talk, but I, oh my gosh. I, you know what I love is you really clarified to a lot of people. I'm sure that see, we all want that picture, but God wants us to just walk with him and he will unveil like an onion. We all say it. Yes. It's peeling back little bits. Yes. If God gave you and showed you the big vision all at once, you probably wouldn't need him so much along the way. He has to equip you for every. I step. think we'd run in the opposite direction. I, right. It would be overwhelming. <laughs> Right? I it, would have not, if he told me where I'd be right now and what I had to go through to get here, Kelly. Right. Uh-uh. Oh my gosh. No. Amazing. Yes. I feel everything that you said that that's been my life and it's been beautiful, but I just want the woman to know, keep running the race with that's him. Right. Keep digging deeper into the word yes. and he will let you know little by little, step by step, when yep. he's ready, when you're ready, he will unveil things to you that only you will know that it was him. If yes. that makes sense, yes. because that's how it happened for me. He didn't give me everything at once. I, I'm the same as you. I didn't know I was going to have one book, never mind two going on the third. It's like mind blowing. Like I was not a writer. I didn't even, this never was in my in my thoughts, my mind ever one time, yes. my whole entire life. Like I didn't like writing. It was not my thing. Wow. So it's amazing though, when you really dial into God and just, you just want to absorb all things him, he'll, yes. you'll, you'll be right where you're supposed to be. Yes. Oh, and I'll share one more thing if I can about yes. finding that path. Mm. So one day, my daughter, who was about 15 at the time, my ninth one, she said to me, Mom, how do I hear from God when I have a decision to make? Mm. And she said, how do you do that? And I, that's one of the most asked questions I get yes. from women. How do I hear God's voice? Right. And so I said this to her. I said, I'm going to tell you how, but it's not going to make sense at first. And she said, okay, what? I said, listen to the nudge. And she goes, you don't hear a nudge. You feel a nudge. I said, exactly. I said, the way that God leads us is the way a shepherd leads sheep. And the shepherd actually leads from behind, nudging them in the direction he wants them to go. Mm -hmm. And if you are really honest about your walk with God, he was always nudging you. You, you can see where you felt nudged away from this and toward this. Mm -hmm. And so I said to her, when you have a, a like a yes or no decision to make, yes, I should do it. No, I should not. I said, do you feel nudged in a certain direction? She goes, every time. I said, exactly, because the good shepherd is always right there nudging you in the right direction. He's never off duty. Never, never, never. So if you really tap into that nudge, yeah. it's and that is how I made it to this place in my purpose and my destiny. Mm -hmm. um, as a, as a single mom with a cleaning business, I had tried a career in finance was not for me. I thought I'm just going to clean houses. Cause I love my own time. I can make better money, blah, blah, blah. And, but yet I was down there, Kelly on the floor, scrubbing people's floors with my tears because I knew there was so much more for me. Yeah. 
And my tears were tears of crying out to God. And because I made this, I, I said this one day, I said, if I'm going to have to provide for my children for years to come, then I'm going to do it living my purpose. That's what I said. I made a, I set my intention. I made a decision. had no idea what that meant yet, really, but I made the decision and I began to press into God, Yes. lead me into my destiny, help me live my purpose. Yes. And so I'm cleaning houses wiping floors with my tears, I thought, hey, if I'm on my hands and knees, what better thing to do than pray? Right. And so when I was doing floors on my hands and knees, that was my prayer time. And it didn't matter how many tears I cried because I was wiping them all up. (laughs) Wait a minute. (laughs) I love that. And I'm telling you, those people, they have my tears in their floorboards. And what I would cry out for is, the guidance and the leading and the fulfillment that I was missing, just doing a job to provide. I knew I was made for more than a job. And, um, and then it was about a year or two years later, I got this very weird thing happened to me in one, in one week's time, I was just shopping, doing errands. And so I was in public places with random strangers and three different random strangers in three separate stores over the course of seven days because of small talk conversation, looked at me and said, you should become a life coach. And I had only heard of it this like six months before, didn't know a lot about it. Mm -hmm. But when I heard it in three, this is my mindset. If I hear it three times, then I've heard from the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and I better pay attention. (laughs) And I began to pursue that possibility. Well, three weeks later, I was sitting in a coaching course and walked out of there with a certification and started a business within, you know, four weeks of this random stuff yeah. with strangers in the store, right. because I will tell you why that happened because of the prayers I prayed, because if you yes. ask, seek, knock, the door will be yes. open to you. Oh my gosh. Amen. And this is the thing. If you're asking and seeking and knocking and the door does open, you better take, you better go through that door. (laughs) A lot of times I have women, they're scared. They're like, is this real? Is this for me? Yes. The nudge is what you will feel. And, you know, if you're praying, if you're praying for things, just, you know, go for it, go for it. Just do it. Just do it afraid. Don't wait for the fear to pass. What makes the fear pass is you doing the thing you're afraid to do. Then the fear will leave you. It's the cure for fear is doing the thing you're scared to do. I hate to say that because it's bad news for all of us, but it's true. It's, it's, it's so beyond true. That's it's scary. (laughs) It is more to fear. Everything (laughs) that I have been so afraid to do when I do it, it's the fear goes. It's, it's, it's that easy. It's so powerful. It's just having the courage. And you only can get the courage from him and you press, yes. pressing in. Oh my gosh. Listen, this, we're going to, we might have to do a part two. Okay. I would love that. This Thank is amazing and just an amazing conversation. I know that the listeners are just already smiling and feeling empowered and I encouraged so. right now. Absolutely. I know I am. And I, I needed to hear this you know, just, we all need to hear things on repeat because that's how we grow and get it really into our heads. I know for me, 
And so I just love everything you shared. You poured so much value and love into this conversation. So thank you. Thank and you for having me, Kelly. It, I it love our conversation. I love it. And listen, if you're not following this beautiful Kimberly Joy, I mean, first of all, having the name Joy, <laughs> she exudes joy, right? Even in her voice. So thank tell you. them. Tell them where they can connect with you and find you and just chat with you if they want to reach out. Yes. So um, you can find me on social media, uh, Instagram, Facebook, official Kimberly Joy, um, LinkedIn, Kimberly Joy, and our website is thefewwomen.com. We'd love to connect with you there. There's a contact us page. Perfect. And um, our, we also have The Few Women has social media on Instagram. We're at The Few Women. And on Facebook, we're The Fellowship of Extraordinary Women, all spelled out. So um, follow us there. We, we produce different content on our business pages as I do on my personal page. So um, and we're just here to strengthen, encourage women. I say, I asked God once, I said, what is few? And he said, few is a divine network of divine daughters fulfilling their divine destiny. So if that resonates with you, join our movement. Absolutely. You guys head over there right now. Stop the show and join that movement. It's so beautiful. And that's what it's about. It's just locking arms with women that will encourage each other on our walks because life is a climb. We know it and we can't do it alone. You know, we just can't. We have to come together. Amen. Yes. Thank yes. you so much, Kelly. It's yes. been awesome Thank to you. be with you. Thank you so much for being part of Addicted to the Climb and just pouring your heart out. We all appreciate it. And of make course. sure you guys, if you love this, tag us on social, tag this episode and tell us what you liked about it. We would love to hear from you in any way and pray for you. So thank Absolutely. you again for being here and thank you for all you're doing for people in this world. Amen. You oh, too, Kelly. Sweet. Thank, Thank you, you for lifting me up. You, I told you, you're an angel in my life. Same. If I'm having a bad day, I find you, I find one of your podcasts or your reels yeah. or a post and you lift me up every time. Oh, thank you so much. Well, thanks guys for tuning in. I appreciate you, the listener right now. I'm praying for you to have an amazing rest of your week. And until next time, keep on climbing. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for being here every week because my goal is to always empower and inspire you so you can keep on climbing even when life gets tough. If you felt blessed today, it would mean the world to me if you subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And one of the ways you can help me is if you would leave me a five-star rating and a review. This is really how I can help more people just like you. You can do this right on your podcast app on your phone. It's super easy. It will only take one minute. Also, if you want to be part of my private community on Facebook, head over there to Faith, Fuel, and Fitness, and I'll meet you inside. Or you can even head over to my website, kellytyan.com, to get more inspiration and resources to keep you on your own climb. Thank you again and have a healthy and happy week.